Blog Talk Radio. And now I present to you that international Bible teacher of teachers, Seer Israel of Seedwell. He will utter dark things and mysteries which have been kept from the foundation of the world, showing us the way to go. Hallelujah, Yahweh. And now, 
Voices of the True Israelites, with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. And what you go through brings what's already in you out. Okay, so what, for your first job, uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off. Yes. Which, may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here. But well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. With your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name.
to get in where they fit in, we be waiting on you. And those on the right side is already packed over 900,000 plus with that WCC and more. Okay. Okay, we'll go with the same thing until you want to tell us exactly. And, well, I'll just say again, your show for now, but we, but we know one thing, the best is here and the rest is on their way. That's what we do know. The best is already here. And Yahweh's voices of the two is right, and the rest is on their way. So we'll bring our elder in and tell y'all about the broadcast, and then we'll kind of do our part and just say Yahweh's top part of seven days. So when you meet our elder, what about our voice you say? Elder, Mr. Tears. That's why I beat you at C-Ray. And Yankwa Blush is here as well. See, bro. Hallelujah. Yankwa. Hallelujah, Yankwa. You know, one thing we do know, Elder, that the best is already here, and the rest is to come. Now, what's going to activate the rest on a time with sale? But one thing we do know, the best is already here, according to Matthews 18, 16 out of verse 20, we clearly said, when two come together in my name, I'm in the midst of these. So, Elder, we know one thing. You're ready to do your part, and I'm, and I'm always ready to do my part. So I'm just going to back up and let you address these national audience and how to get in where they fit in and how to donate to this ministry for one thing. Land School Banquet Hall Radio Station. It's time now to meet our own. I mean, the trumpet's going to get louder and louder and louder. We need to have our own. Do you see how they're preparing food now? Do you see what they're doing to everything that's in your existence? It's time for you to be edified and understanding. It's time to get your own. And to start with Yahweh's ministry. Once again, Yaquan bless you, see Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. And as I always say, it's a pleasure to be among a cast of over 900,000 listeners, and that's a good thing, because it shows uh, that we're doing good works on our end, because there's many people out there that came to hear the things that we talk about, and some listening, they never understand, but we make that misunderstanding very very possible, and Yaqwa's ministry, bringing what they don't understand to a reasonable concept. We're here to see things in the Bible that most looking can never find. These are the misinformed. We even help those that are misinformed. This is why the words of Yaqwa that is taught makes all this and more possible for the righteous. And that key word is righteous. Because if you're not right, you're not going to pick up on Yahweh's word. Because we have to be aware, by knowing the scriptures and the Bible precepts, that's another key word. We're given the knowledge to know there are many out there that camouflage their evil or confuse teachings. Had one preacher today 
trying to confuse me with some offset teachings. And that's where using the Bible to interpret the Bible comes in handy. And don't let them get loud. They use the overly loud bump the gums contest to make you get quiet, to make you think what they're saying is right. But they even try to turn the scriptures around as verbal weapons against us that know. Because we have to remember, the best is already here. We're just waiting for the rest to come. This is why we welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yaqua's ministry that comes to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost about Yaqua's word, learning how to connect the Bible books, your health, foods you should eat, and keeping the Sabbath days as we're doing now. This is because you have not, and this is the information you came to seek and have now found that in the voices of the Trizalites, tribe of Yadda. We're open unto you today at 7.30 to 10.30. On the non-Sabbath days, we're open 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And those days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Generally, we do have a Sabbath class, which we're in the top part of Sabbath now, which is Friday. And that class time starts at 7.30 to 10.30, as I said a moment ago. But the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. And once again, an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until our members desire to leave. Also, we have a website address. To use this, open up any search engine on any one of the smart devices you may own. Right on the search line, type, type tribe.com. That's T-R-I-B-E. YHDH.com. And after you click under, just under Big Iron, you will see some choices. One will be tires and offerings. To use this, step one, click donate with PayPal. Step two, click send. Maybe the amount you wish to send. There's also a space for matches if you'd like to send a message along with your donation. And if that's done, Yaqua bless you. But doing this, remember what it tells us in the Bible. Psalms 96, verse 7 and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahqua, or your kindred of the people. Give unto the Yahqua, glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yahqua, the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come unto his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahqua loves a cheerful difference. And also, donations is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures that are mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse number 30, and mentioned there once again in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing your dust says Yahweh alive. Also, for building a school, which is very well needed with all the bad teaching out there that's done today. A banquet hall for the gathering of our members. A radio station so we can be heard worldwide. And land to grow the health foods we speak of on this program. Hallelujah. Also, while there, check out our calendar. The calendar is there to keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. 
Also, there's a live program, which is available during our broadcast time. To get there, this time on that search line, enter three words, Yaqua Radio Live. And after you click enter, look for Voices of the Truth Voice, Traveling Out Down. And click the red live button as soon as it appears. It'll put you right into our live online broadcast. Also, we have a few numbers you can call with the Aqua in mind. The first is our live conference room number. This number is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This would be our international number. We can call and leave a message on those Bible scriptures that you may have questions on which can be answered by any one of the six and camps of Yahweh's ministry. But also, when you call this number, do not call trying to teach. I'll have to remind you on here a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Using the same number, you can inquire about the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact the seer via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, and so many memos that most of us have seen, and even now, the Latter-day Saints. So please use that international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you are trying to teach. As I said, you will only hear a discouraging downtown. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of our program, you can always catch the entire show today after 10.30 p.m. Just enter three words on your search line to do that, Yaqua Radio Live. And after you click enter, look for Voices of the Trizolites, Tribe of Yadah. Just choose the program that you would like logging into or any particular day on that list that you would like to listen. And also, during our normal broad talk broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting on Pal Talk. Pal Talk can be logged in by your phone, computer, even nowadays your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Pal Talk app. We'll be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for Voices of the Truth Lights, Tribe of Our room there will hold 50 or more listening participants, where Yahweh's Word will also be working for your Bible education. And online there to answer those on-the-table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with Seer Israel, riding a shotgun. However, during this time, we'll be taking no comments off-topic, or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And at Broad Talk ends before teaching time, we will continue our teaching on Pal Talk. Y'all will be with you all. But another reminding note that we usually get. When we're given the scriptures to speak by this ear, remember to be quick to hear and slow to speak so the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not that of confusions. So we have to be careful not to make worldly statements that can't be backed up in the Bible. 
but make those statements that can be backed up when you read the Bible. And so we can start to do just that. Well, we'll tell one verse, and then we'll pass it over to our brothers here. And that verse would be Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 7. A time to time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak. So our speaking will now begin. Hallelujah. And that three verse seven Ecclesiastes is the time to speak. Now see right. Now it's time to speak. And voices, Yahweh's voice number two is right gonna get louder and louder and louder. Cause we hear messages that they left on the answer machine and and look at look at our people with the condition that we in, you know it. It makes the seed just take his two handkerchiefs and just wipe his eyes, because you got a lot of you got a lot of nations that know who you really are, and but they're not gonna tell you that because they are weighed it out. If you find out the truth for yourself, that means the money and the status that we is properly, they say is sitting in that position, it'll come to an end. See? Like, like this case in point right there, off the ass machine, case in point. Let's see the case in point. Taken to a Palestinian's home for a meal and planned to bring a bottle of wine as a gift for the family. Be prepared for a hostile... When you bring it, they might throw the bottle away and angrily ask you to leave. Why? Because you don't understand them according to the teachings of Allah. Followers of Islam are not allowed to use stimulants like alcohol because they make people lose their reason and can lead to regrettable sins. Muslim believers highly respect and follow the teachings of their Almighty, and therefore some Islamic countries' governments have issued orders prohibiting the consumption of alcoholic beverages. Devout Muslims never drink beer or wine throughout their lives. If you are invited to a Muslim family, it's best not to give them wine or beer. In Palestinian weddings, you won't find a drop of alcohol. The most delicious beverage you can find might be carbonated soft drinks. And if not, then stick to plain water. Number nine, variation of pork consumption. When in Palestine, you'll have a variety of interesting food options to choose from. But there will be absolutely no dishes made with pork. I can confidently tell you that 90 of Palestinians have never tasted the flavor of pork until their passing. Once again, the reason stems from Islam. A passage in the Quran prohibits the consumption of pork through deep analysis. There are two main reasons why Muslim believers believe that eating pork is harmful to their health and moral life. First, pigs are unclean animals and carry many harmful diseases for humans. Second, it has a negative impact on one's character due to the frequent exchange of mates. And pigs are known to be promiscuous. Therefore, Islamic restaurants often use beef as a main and popular dish. Pork is one of the most common foods globally, with approximately 1 billion pigs slaughtered for consumption every year, widely used in many culinary cultures. However, for some religions like Judaism or Islam, pork is considered forbidden. While Hindus refrain from consuming beef due to their reference for cows, Muslims avoid pork because it is deemed impure for the body. The Holy Quran 
Let me show you how you got to step out of Corinth's trip. And John chapter 3, Elder, we'll look at verse 1, maybe verse 2. Then we'll take a look at a, a few things that um, we discussed earlier about why you, you put Israel at the end of your name. We'll take a look at a lot of things. Remember, the broadcast off from 730 to 1030. We're going to cover a lot of groundwork spirit-led to Yahweh. Right now, we're going to the book of Jonah. Red past Amos is the book of Jonah. And the third, in the third chapter, verse 1, maybe verse 2, we don't know yet. Let's read 3, verse 1, here and see what it says. And the book of Jonah, chapter 3, reading verse number 1, it says, And the word of Yahweh came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Verse 2. Arise and go, I mean, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. Three. Mm-hmm. So Jonah arose. So he said, so he said, go to Nineveh. He said, listen, Yahweh is telling Jonah to fear, go on over to Nineveh and do the teaching what I tell you to teach. What I tell you to teach, you get down to Nineveh and you teach what I tell you to do. Let's see what let's see how far Nineveh was when Jonah the seer was told to get there in verse three. Verse number three says. So Jonah rose and went unto Nineveh, according to the word of the Yahweh. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city of three days' journey. Uh-huh. And what happened next? And Jonah began to enter the city a great day's journey. And he cried and said, Yet forty days and the vineyard shall be overthrown. Wait a minute, read verse four again. Now from where he was at, it it takes three days to get there. Now according to verse four, take a time look at the real capital. If it takes three days to get from, from where he was at to Nineveh, let's read verse 4 again for the national to be edified on what we're going to be looking for through the page of the book. Verse 4 again. Verse 4 says, And Jonah began, began to enter into the city a day's journey. And he cried and said, Yet 40 days. Wait, wait Hey, wait a minute, So he got there. It takes three days to get there, and and he entered in the city. What time, according to the first line of verse 4? It's taking three days to get there. But Jonah got to Nineveh, according to verse 4, just that one line, when? When, else? The first line, it says, a day's journey he cried. And a said, day's journey. That's it. That's it. That's all we need. Jonah got there in a day. Three days to get there, and Jonah got there in one day. What was Jonah doing? He was picking them up and laying them down. And that's how you got to approach this word. You can't look at what you did yesterday and how long you've been in the ministry. It ain't about none of that. It's about you, what you do today, now. 
Jonah got there in one day. You know what Jonah was doing? He knew Yahweh carries all the power, the four-letter man Y-H-W-H, and he taking a three-day journey for, of a normal man, and he got there in one day. That means Jonah was picking them up and laying them down, and that's exactly what's going to happen those that it's time. It's time to pick them up and lay them down. It's time to get in where you fit in at. Because in the book of Esther, E-S-T-H-E-R, it makes a profound statement in the book of Esther, chapter 4, verse 12 out of verse 14. Listen to this. See, I can say again, we teach spirit led through Yahweh. You know where we're going. And that's why those that make up the tapes and stuff, you say, what, what's the title going to be? Well, we don't know what it's going to be. But you listen to the real capital, and then you put a label on yourself. Not that we're being pumped about anything. No. We don't know ourselves what we're going to teach on. The spirit of Yahweh will give you in that same hour what he wants you to teach on. So what you do, you take notes. And whatever sounds good to you, then that's what you put on the on the label. Oh, uh, this lesson was about um, you know, uh, the, all the other nations. They saying that Allah told them to eat no pigs. No, they didn't get that. They didn't get that from no from no Allah book. They ain't where that come from. We gonna say where that come from. You can say how you catch your catch your feet red hand. How you catch a thief red hand for lying by just understanding the timeline of the Bible. The timeline of the Bible and John's book of Revelation, John put his pen down in 96 AD. 117 through 19 and 41, the Almighty told John to write the hereafter. And when John put his pen down, the almighty story was told in 96 AD. The Quran wasn't even thought about until 600 some years after that. So how are you going to take credit on what food to eat and what not to eat? And the Bible got up. You come six, Johnny come later. That's what you are. The Arabs are Johnny come later. Christians are Johnny come later. They don't take credit for everything seen right. You know why? Because you do not know yourself. In the book of Thomas, it tells us in the book of Thomas. If you tell you something, Thomas, old down Thomas, till you know yourself, you will remain in poverty. That means everything going to work against you, and you're going to think it's okay because you don't know yourself. Anytime you think that you are Muslim or Christian, which is religion, do your religion and reading this Bible, shame on you. When you're reading the Bible, the Bible is not talking about no Christian. It's not talking about no Islamic. It's not talking about Judaism. It's talking about the rise and the fall and return of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. When you're reading the Bible. This Bible is to Israel, for Israel, is about Israel, the 12 tribes. 
children of the nation got a chance for salvation. But you got to understand all the things. So we come to teach you the first resurrect your mind, bloodline Israelite, that you made a covenant with him. The other nation did not make a covenant with him. You did. And you told him in Deuteronomy chapter 5, hey, him, what did, what did the children of Israel say in the 1400s to Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, about uh, what did they say in Deuteronomy 5, 1 and 2, and 29 to 31? We're going to find out. What did they say? We're going to do it on the top of the Take notes. And listen to the 5, 1, and 2. Then skip down to 29 to 31. Elder. Let's see what it says of the children of Israel. And when, the, and when the children of Israel made this statement, it was no such thing as no Christian. It was no such thing as no Judaism. It was no such thing as no Islamic. That didn't even exist. Follow up. Deuteronomy 5, 1, 2. Get down to 29 to 31. Elder. Take your time, Elder. Let's do a little edifying this national audience over 900,000 strong on the international side. Come on. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 5, looking at verse 1 and 2 and verses 29 to 31. Verse number 1 says, And Moses called all Israel and said, Unto them, hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgment which I speak in your ears this day, that you may learn them and keep and do them. Two, Yahweh our Yahweh made a covenant with us in heart. 29. 29 says, Oh, that there was such a mind in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments to our instructions always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. 30. Go and say to them, get your tents again. 31. But as for thee, stand thou here by me, and I will speak unto thee all the commandments to our instructions and the statutes and the judgments which thou shalt teach them and may do them in the land which I give to them to possess it. Mm-hmm. So he said, all that they had a mind in them to do what they said out their mouth. He said, all the children of Israel would just, when they make a statement out their mouth, why don't they do that? Oh, back up, Elder, and pick up verse 27 and 28. Let's tie in 27 and 28, because I can't take nothing for granted that the mass and the audience need to hear the whole story. You told Moses, go speak to all Israel, that's for our tribe. So in 27 and 28, they're going to tell us a good story there, Elder. Let's see exactly what's said in verse 27. And 28, Deuteronomy 5, 27 and 28. What is that, Elder? It's number 27 and 28. 27 says, Go thou near and hear all the that the Yahweh, our Yahweh, shall say. 
and speak thou unto us. All that Yahweh shall speak unto thee, and we will hear it and do it. 28. And Yahweh heard me, heard, and Yahweh heard the voice of your words when ye spake unto me. And Yahweh said unto me, I have heard the voice of the words of this people, which they have spoken unto thee. They have said it, they have said all that they have spoken. They are well said. Amen. Moses, you go you go listen to him, you go him and bring it back to Moses. We don't wanna we don't wanna hear his voice no more unless we die. See see, we could have covered that in verse 26, 25, 24, 23, 22. But we'll leave that alone. If Moses, you go ahead and hear him and bring back to us what we got to do. And Moses, we're going to hear you, Moses, and we're going to do it. You see, you see this there, them out? In verse 27, the last verse, and we will hear it and do it. See, but Yaquah was listening to him real carefully. He said, oh, it is a mind in him to, to hear me and do it. See, our problem is today, children of Israel, the people of the book, you hear the word, but you're not going to do the word. He said, you're not going to do the word. That's going to get a precept on that. That's why in Ezekiel chapter 3, elders. We're going to Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 4, and we're going to read a little bit. Let me get a precept. Remember, let me, let me explain something to you, national audience. Well, you know, we've gone off in a lot of ministries, and you stand on the fence. Now, what should you do? Listen. The Bible tells you your preacher must precept the Bible. That's how you get to understand it. You ain't precepting the Bible and the Bible speak for itself. Yeah, he tell you a spin on things, and that's why we believe today what we heard earlier about the Quran book said Allah told them not to eat pork. You ain't get that from no Allah. We're going to tell you where you got it from. You ain't get that from no Allah. To tell you don't eat pork, you got it from the Bible that was told in 96 AD. 600 years later, the Quran was reproduced, produced from taking scriptures out of the Bible and putting your John Doe on it. You see that? Because we're going to show you that the dietary law about what to put in your mouth and what to eat and drink was told way before the crime was even thought of. But you really read it. Ezekiel chapter 3, read verse number 4. Let's see if he tell old Seer, Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 4. Let's see what he tells the old Seer and take it on down to verse 7 and 10. Let's see. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 4 down to verse 7 and verse 10. What is that? Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 7 and verse number 10. For says, And he said unto me, Son of man, unto the family of Israel, and speak with my words unto them. 5. For thou art not sent to a people of strange speech in a of a hard language, but to the family of Israel. Six, 
Not too many people of a strange speech and of hard language whose word cannot, cannot understand. Truly, I have sent thee to them. They would have hearkened unto thee. Seven, but the family of Israel will not hearken unto thee. For they will not hearken unto me. For all the family of Israel are in and hard hit. Verse number 10. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thy mind, and hear it with thine ears. Receive in thy mind, and then go back and tell him. He said, he said but, but, but he tell, I'm telling you now, Ezekiel the fear. They're not going to listen to you. They ain't going to pay you no never mind, because they don't listen to me. You know, they won't listen to me. I, and um, let me get a precept. Let me show you what Yahweh said. And, and this way, this way you were talking about, they're not going to listen to me. Let's go to the 24th chapter of Exodus. Let me show you. Let me give you a case report. We'll give you a case. Now, this one, this one he was pointing toward, he's Ezekiel, the fear. You go speak my words to them, but they're not going to listen to you. Because they're not going to listen to me. So we clear when the old seal come on the broadcast, you pay the seal, don't never mind. We understand that. We clear that you will pay the seal, don't never mind. But our job is to tell you anyway. Let me show you what he, what he meant when you precept your Bible by saying, they're not going to listen to you because they're not going to listen to me. Now, when, when, he do, when did the Almighty do some tall talk? We go and find out. When did he do some great big old tall talking to the children of Israel? Matter of fact, um, let's go to, let's see. Where did he do some tall talking at to the children of Israel? Read 19, make it 19 verse 3. Um, let's, let's see if we make a little small meal out of this. Let's see when did Yahweh do some tall talking to the children of the book called the children of Israel. 19 verse 3 says what? In which book? Exodus? Yeah, Exodus 19 verse 3. Thank you, 19 verse 3. Let's see what's going on here. 19 verse 3. In the book of Exodus, chapter 19, looking at verse number 3 says, and Moses went up to Yahweh, and the Yahweh called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shall thou say to the family of Jacob, and tell the family of Israel. Mm-hmm. He said, Now, Moses, this what you say to them. Now, look, look at the name he called. The family of Israel. Did you hear anything about Christians? Do you hear anything about Muslims? Do you hear anything about Islam? No. When you're reading this Bible, that's why we got to first do a 1434 on you. Yeah, you. Second Israel 1434. We got to do a 1434 on you. You. Yeah, you. Second Ezra 1434 says what? Hey, yo. What does Second Ezra 1434 say? 
Okay? And the book of Second uh, Ezra, looking at chapter 14, going to 34. Second Ezra, chapter 14, reading verse number 34. It says, Therefore, if so be that you will subdue your own understanding and reform your minds, ye shall be kept alive, and after death ye shall obtain mercy. See, the first thing you got to do is reform your own mind. You got to put all the learning you have learned down from Christianity, Islam, Judaism, just take it and just stick it aside just for fiction on account. All that you have learned, and them Bible study, all them places you don't set that tall money at and all them big universities that you don't learn the Bible from. You got to take all that and just sit to the side. Reform your mind. And watch what we do for you if you listen, take notes, and watch how this thing clicks for you. But you got to get out that spirit I already know. I got a degree on the wall. Your degree on the wall <laughs> would not stand up with the least of ones and the six thing you on that degree on the wall, it got you as being a Christian. It is the Christian people of the Bible. That's what Johnny Conlated it to. That's just like the Quran. That's what Johnny Conlated. You hear you heard the word Christian mentioned yet? No, but you know what? You're talking to a bloodline people called the children of Israel. Now, look, let me tell them, so Moses, so Moses heard what Yahweh said, and what, did, what happened next in verse 16? Let's read a little bit in verse 16. Now, we're going we gonna to take our time, yo, and we're going to edify the national order. We say all it, they will listen. But Ezekiel, they're not going to listen to you because they don't listen to me. So when was he talking to these people? We're going to find out right now. Verse 16 down to 24. We go to Exodus chapter 19, verse 16 down to verse 24. Listen good. This is what he was talking about, what we was reading, and Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 27 to 31. 19, 16. Take off, yo. Now in verse 24. Take your time. In the book of Exodus, chapter 19, reading verses 16 to 24. 16 says, And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightning and a thick cloud upon the mountain, and the voice of the trumpet exceedingly loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. 17. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with Yahweh, and they stood at the neither part of the mountain. 18. And Mount Sinai was thrown together on the smoke, because Yahweh descended upon it, and, and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. 19. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and Yahweh answered him by a voice. 
20. And the aqua came down upon the Mount Sinai, on the top of the mount, and the aqua called Moses up to the other mount, and Moses went up. 21. And the aqua said unto Moses, Go down. Change the charge the people, lest they break through up, up unto the Yahweh uh, to graze, and many of them perished. 22. Let the priests also which come near to the Yahweh sanctify themselves, lest the Yahweh break forth upon them. 23. And Moses said unto the Yahweh, The people cannot come up to the Mount Sinai, for thou changes us, saying, charges us, saying, get bounds up the mount and sanctify it. 24. And the Yahweh said unto them, Away, get thee down, and thou shalt come up, and thou, thou and Aaron with thee. But let not, let not the priests and the people break through to come up to the Yahweh. So, Read verse, uh, verse 19 again, El. Read verse 19 again. 19 says, And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses faint, and Yahweh answered him by a voice. And Yahweh answered him by a voice. Now, now listen to that. So now, it says in verse 19, and when the voice of the trumpet sounded louder and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and Yahweh answered him by a voice. Yet, now yet, Yahweh answered Moses by a voice. Remember we read over there, he said, Moses, he told Ezekiel, he's going to tell them what I said, Ezekiel, but they're not going to listen to you, but they only listen to me. Yahweh spoke by a voice there. Now, we're going to find out what Yahweh spoke by a voice. It's a Yahweh spoke by a voice. Now, we're going to preach up this Bible and the St. John. Come back here and put a mark there, yo. But we're going to make sure we clear to edify the national audience what, who, is this Yahweh speaking by a voice to Moses? We're going to find out by listening to St. John 5, 36 and 37. Let's find out if the Yahweh spoke to Moses by a voice. That's what we just got to do here. But we're going to preach up the Bible and we're going to see who was talking. St. John 5, 36 and 37, what's there? St. John 5, 36, 37, write it down, take off in grand style. we got plenty of time. Come on. In the book of St. John, looking at chapter 5, verse number 36, and verse number 37. 36 says, But I have a greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father had given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father had sent me. 37. And the Father himself which had sent me 
had borne born witness of me, ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. You, you, you know, he told his disciples, you ain't heard the father's voice at any time, or seen his shape. He said, you ain't heard the father at any time. So what you, so what Yahweh is talking here? So what Yahweh is talking here? He said in all mouth, you ain't heard the father at no time. So what, who is the Yahweh talking to Moses? Then let him tell you himself. Let's go to the fifth chapter. The same book, St. John. We're in the fifth chapter. It's going to back back a little bit more. I mean, go for a little bit more. We're going to find out. See, this is how you find out about something. And once you find out about something, it's up to you to make the correction. He said, Ezekiel, they're not going to listen to you because they won't listen to me. But he told his disciples that Yahweh was back there talking to Moses. You didn't hear the father's voice at any time. So who was the Yahweh talking to Moses? We're going to preach up the Bible and see if we find out. Let's go to St. John's then. St. John's chapter verse 45. We're going to read down to verse 47. Let the Bible tell the story. Mr. Mr. Preacher, that stand before your congregation. Why don't you let the Bible tell the story? Because the Bible tells the story is no way in the world they could have got away with saying the Quran by Allah said the pork you should not eat. You didn't get that from no Quran. You might have got from the Quran now, but it ain't where it came from. I'm going to show you in a minute. But let's find out what's going on out of Yahweh the Son's mouth himself. We're going to St. John 5. He's standing 5, pick verse 45, down to 47. This is real good, Elder, and national orders, and bring it out in grand style, Elder. Put a little more audio on your voice so they can really hear exactly who was the Yahweh speaking to Moses out of own mouth. 45. 46 to 47 of this chapter, St. John, come on. Verse number 45 to 47. 45 says, Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom he trusts. 46. For I had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me. For he wrote... Read that again. Read that again. 46 says, 46 says, For had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me. For he wrote of me. 47. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? Well, Moses wrote the first five books. So you telling me Moses wrote about you, Yahweh the Son, in the first five books? Yeah. Now let me say. Moses was writing about me, not the Father. So when you read Genesis 1 1, that's Moses writing about the Son, not the Father. You see that? He said, Moses wrote about me. That's what he's telling the disciples. The first five books, Moses wrote the first five books. So when you read the first five books, it's talking about 
Yahweh's tongue. So it's there. You just ain't don't see it because the ministry that you're in. But he just said Moses wrote about him. Moses, on record, is the one that wrote the first five books. Genesis 1-1, all the way over to Deuteronomy. Moses wrote that. He wrote his death. This is what you learn on the way of learning something. So the Yahweh of the Bible that spoke to Moses was Yahweh the Son. And so he made it plain in verse 43. Hey, hell, but what he says in verse 43, but it'll get past the world like a bomb. Wouldn't pass their nose. Let me say in St. John 5, 43. Listen to this, what he say. What he say in hell, St. John 5, 43. 43 says, I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his name, him ye will receive. He said, when I came, I came in the Father's name. See, that's one of the greatest mysteries. So a lot of people be talking about Jesus and the Lord and Jehovah and Jireh and me. No, no, no. You can tell them, when I came, <laughs> I came in my Father's name. The Father's name consists of four letters, Y-H-W-H. So when he came in the body, he came in his Father's name, Y-H-W-H. That's why he's called Yahweh the Son, because when he came in the body, he came in his Father's name. Hear him talking right in verse 43. I am come in my Father's name. What's the Father's name? It's not Lord, God, Jesus, Allah, Buddha. It's not it. It's the four letters in the Semitic. That's 22 alphabet, no vowel. No vowel. Wasn't no Jake in the 1700s or 1700s. So it wasn't no Jesus at any time. That's bad teaching, Mr. Preacher. See, sooner or later, you have to make that preacher come clean. And you have to stop donating your money to bad teaching. You donate your money to bad teaching. You donate your money to a foreign God, Jesus, Allah teaches. It's bad teaching according to the Bible. The Bible, according to, look what the Bible says in St. John 2019. Look what the Bible says in 2019. So now, we only try to edify you because the time is at hand. We're going 20, and we'll look at verse 19. We'll look at a statement and uh, make it 19, verse 20. 19, verse 20. We're going to St. John 19, verse 20. Hey, Elder, what does St. John 19, verse 20 say? Okay, I'm just changing my notes around here. St. John, chapter 19, reading verse number 20, when he says, This time then read many of the Jews, for the place where Yahweh the Son was crucified was nigh to the city, and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. You said this title, this title then read many of Judah. And the place where 
Paul was crucified was live to the city. It was written in Hebrew. Now you go to Hebrew, Latin, and Greek today and tell me where you're going to find Jesus at. You go on your computer now and put up the Hebrew language, which comes from phonetic, Greek language, or Latin. And you find out there's no such word as Jesus in none of them books. And the time he walked the face of the earth, these were the language that was spoken. Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. Then was the popular language that was spoken in the land of Judah. Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. It ain't no Jesus. It's no, it's no Jesus. It's no Jesus. It's no Lord, no God. Not, the English did not even start until 449 A.D. They started thinking about English in 449 A.D. It became official language in 1382. So when you get to the Lord and the God, when you produce English. That's when you got Lord and God, when you produce English. Lord, God, and Jesus is an English word. English word. The Bible was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. You see that? So we're calling on with this Bible open, and your preacher will never tell you the Bible was not in English. The Bible, it was no Lord God in Jesus. English did not even exist. The trick out of my Arab started by saying the Quran told us not to eat. Where, where are you still that verse from? And if you got any problem with this, let's see what it says in Isaiah 41, 21. Let's, let, me, let me show you something. For all the ones that got in the ball by the head right now, let's see what it says in uh, Isaiah 41, 21. You know? Isaiah 41, verse 21. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 41, reading verse number 21. 21 says, Produce your call, saith the outlaw. Bring forth your strong reasons, saith the king of Israel. You see that? So produce your call. If, if we wrong on any point, produce your call, not by tradition, go in the Bible and produce your call. You go in the Bible and show me where the Almighty and the children of Israel were speaking English. You go on the Bible and show me where the children of Israel was Christian. They was called Christian at a certain spot outside of Israel, but that was a cat name like today you call African American and Negro. See, these cat, that was cat names on you. And when you see them other names as you got today, I'm going to show you what it was prophesied was going to happen to you. Moses. Moses said in 28:37, not that nothing jumped on you, children of Israel. It was prophesied by the Almighty Moses. He said, Moses, you know, you see people you with all these 12 tribes of Israel you with them? He said, guess what's going to happen to them in 28:37? He said, put this in the book. But this is what's going to happen to the people that you right now, you take them to the promised land 
to get a Joshua and take them on in. But this is what's going to happen to you. These people right now you standing there next to in 2837. Hey, yo, what is that in Deuteronomy 2837? In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter uh, 28, looking at verse number 37. Twenty-eight, verse number thirty-seven. It says, "And thou, and thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all the nations, whether the Yahweh shall lead thee." Um, it was give me a couple of seconds, brother. Give me a couple of seconds, brother. See how we got Come back. Okay. So you see what he's saying? You're going to be a proverb and a byword among all nations that I'm going to drive you in. You see what he's saying? So now, you know, you know, what, you know what a byword is, right? That your Yahweh name, you have no, and you'll be a proverb. You know, you know what a proverb is, right? Um, what a proverb is, probably. Let me see if I get a, a nice one. A nice proverb that they're going to be shipless and lazy to the end thing. It was already prophesied that the nation of Israel is going to be a byword. That means they're going to be called everything but their national name. He gave you a national name, children of Israel. Did you know that? He gave you a national name. Let's go to Nama chapter 6 and read the national name he gave you. Let's see if we bring out the history of a national name that was given to you in Exodus, I mean, Numbers chapter 6. Go on to Numbers chapter 6, and we'll look at verse 22. I'll read that to the other. Uh, come back. Numbers 6, verse 22. Let's see what it says. Numbers chapter Six, verse 22. And the four-letter man spake unto Moses, said, Y-H-W-H name. He spoke unto Moses, saying, in 23, speak unto Aaron and unto his son, saying, on this wise you shall bless the children of Israel unto them. On this wise, on this wise, ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, and say unto them. So this is the wise the children of Israel were blessed. Now listen, what was happening right here? Christian, Muslim, Judaism, it, it don't even exist at this time. Well, that's verse 24. And the four-letter man bless thee and keep thee. You can tell him, Moses. You tell him this, Moses. The four-letter man bless thee and keep thee. 25. The four-letter man make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. Verse 26. And the four-letter man 
lift up his countenance, which is faith, upon them, and give me peace. So who give you peace? For four letter man. Verse 27. And they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. You see the man say it? He told Moses, tell me, read verse 22 again. And the four letter man spake unto Moses, saying, This is the four letter man saying, Listen, the blessing is in the name. Put my name on the children of Israel, and I'll bless them. The children of Israel was, was carrying his name. His name. And I will bless them. So the blessing is in the name of Israel. So whether the government system or whoever change your name, that's why I already said it. As long as you put at the end of your name, Israel, Guess what? You walk around with a blessing on you. Oh, we, we know that you got to keep the government name. Hallelujah. You know you got to keep the government name and cast that check. You know what I'm saying? That? But your biblical name, for Yahweh to bless you, you got to put the name Israel at the end of your name. Israel. Verse 27. And they should put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. He said nothing about no Christians. They're not about no Judaism or Islam. So you, you understand what we're saying? Now we're going and precept the elders back. We're going precept that and the seer grabs hold to this thing. And he breaks it down real plainly in the book of Isaiah. Now look what he said. Now the seer read the verse about carrying the name of Israel. Let's see what some fears say in Isaiah the 700 B.C. Going to the 44th chapter of Isaiah, look at verse number one. And we're going to learn something on the way of learning something. That's why we tell you that I don't care what your name is, if you're reading the Bible, if you want the best in the Bible, at the end of your name, when you're not casting your check, when you're among the people, whatever your name is, so put that on the end of your name, put the name Israel at the end of your name. It's a blessing at the end of your name. That's why you see Mr. Tibbs, Israel, at the end of his name, Israel. That's why you see it at the end of the seal's name, Israel. That's why you see it, uh, Sister BFJ, Israel. Why? Why is that? What, is, what, what do they know that we don't know? We're going to find out right now in the 44th, 44th chapter of Isaiah. We're going to find out why. You put Israel at the end of your name. You're going to find out now. 44, Peter verse 1. Let's read a little bit, Elder. Isaiah 44. Let's read a little bit and see if we come up with some answers. 44, verse 1. Isaiah. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 44, starting at verse number 1. 1 says, Now hear, O Israel, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. 2. Thus saith the Yahweh that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which I help thee, which I will help thee. Fear not, O Israel, my servant, and thou a general whom I have chosen. Jezreel is no man for Israel, who I have chosen. Jezreel, who I have chosen. Three. Three. 
For I will pour water on him that is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thy offspring. Four, and they shall spring up, spring up as among the grass, as willows by the waters of us. Five, one shall say, I am the young lost, and another shall call himself by the name of Israel. Another shall subscribe with his hand unto the Yahweh and surname himself by the name of Israel. He said, he said, you going to wake up. He said, now, he said, you going to wake up and you're going to describe the hand of the Yahweh and surname himself by the name, by the name. He said, one gonna call him, gonna, gonna call himself Yahweh. Who that, who that called that one? We read in St. John 5, 4, 3. He said, the rest of them gonna surname themselves. By what name is it? You know what surname means? Last name yourself. Last name. Last name. That means you're gonna last name yourself. You ain't gotta worry about the government or nobody else doing you gonna do it for the blessing of the Almighty. He's gonna come to you that whatever your name is, at the end of your name, you're going to put Israel at the end of your name. Israel. He said, you're going to wake up one day and say, listen, at the end of my name, it's going to be Israel. So you're going to grab a biblical name in the Bible, and you'll be called by a biblical name because you know one thing. The blessing is in the name of Israel. Israel. You're going you're gonna to wake up and surname himself. By the name of Israel. So whatever your name is, like case in point, look what it says right there. Truth of B S J Israel. At the last of her name is Israel. So now she got a blessing because Yahweh recognizes sons and daughters. Let's get a case in point on that. Let's go to Second um, Corinthians chapter six. Let's get up. A precept on that. See, the Bible would tell you, if you get in the right spirit of Yahweh, you you start learning some things. But you gotta reform your own mind and get away from all the stuff that you have you have learned. And we go on and look at a statement the other day. Second Corinthians fourteen. Well, I don't really want fourteen. Second uh, Corinthians chapter, what I'll say again, 614. You, you said yeah, six. Let's see what chapter. One of the six I want. Let's see what it says in verse 17, 18. Second Corinthians chapter 6. Let's see what I read, verse 16, if you make it sound we go going to 2 Corinthians 6. We're going to pick up verse 16 down to verse 18. That's why it's so important to donate, contribute to this ministry. We need our own big piece of school, land, bank, law, radio station. It's time to teach our senior parents and friends before they check out. It's time to teach the babies rather than diapers. Because if you don't do that, they're going to end up Again, run these Arab stores, 
bind they liquor and bind they hog, and they forbid themselves to even touch it, but they'll make sure they get to you. Why do everybody look for a banded building in your community and you ask them, do you eat this? They tell you, we got some great pork chops today, Pentecost. Yeah, I agree. Do you eat them? No, I don't eat them. But we know you eat them. See that? Why are you going to continue to people's play on you? And then what happens, you mess yourself up and you mess up everybody you bring home your money to as debilitated. You got the, the Roman Catholic Church. Every January 1st, they're going to be eating hogs and not you eating hogs. Then guess what? When you eat that hog, well, well, your family's going to eat it too. But now you eat hog on January 1st, not just New Year. New Year's don't start on January 1st, according to the Bible. New Year's is Passover. It starts when things start growing, not when things cringing. We got order everywhere. That's why we come on this broadcast six nights a week. Be back on tomorrow at 12 o'clock. On Pale Talk, but 2 o'clock on this radio, 2 to 5. So we come to hopefully that you will refrain the mind and just look at the Bible a little bit different than where you've been taught. The reason why we got diabetes, cancer, all these diseases is because of what we intake in our mouth. We're not eating according to where the Bible describes us to eat by Joshua to Moses. We're not eating that way. We eat the way that the, see, the other nations can eat that stuff. They eat rattlesnakes, hogs, um, octopus. They can eat that and fall back and break out running a jog five miles. But that food is not for you to eat. You're different. You, it's different, children of Israel, but you, you think you Christian and Puerto Rican and Mexican and Latino. As long as you got that mindset, you will never see this Bible unfold until you recognize that. If you heard anything about a Mexican, Puerto Rican, a Latino right now, you're going to have it now about an hour, two hours. I ain't heard nothing about that. You ain't going to hear nothing about it the book opens. You'll hear about them once the book is closed. You know why? Because that's a byword and a proverb. African-American, Negro, and color is a byword and a proverb to you. That's not your Yahweh name. That's not your biblical name. And as long as you don't respond to your biblical name, you know what Yahweh is going to do? Hold that point, yo. You know what Yahweh, before you read this list, I'll put a marker there, yo. You see what Yahweh is going to do. Isaiah 18, verse 4. You say what Yahweh going to do. It's really what he's going to do. Until you recognize that you are the people of the book, the children of the 12 tribes of Israel, Latinos, Mexican, Puerto Rican, you are an Israelite. Some of you got caught up in, in um, Christopher Columbus and Herman Cortez when they taking his parents <coughs> back to Mexico. And they see you. That's why a lot of you like skin. But the same people that's called the tribe is over there. The same people. Issachar, Zebulon, 
um, Asher, all of them. It's right over there now in the west part of Sheer Land called West Africa. And they look one base color, all different colors of brown, because they didn't get caught up with Cortez and Herman and Cortez and Chris Columbus. They set up schools over here. You were speaking Hebrew. You were not speaking Spanish. You have to go to Portugal and Spain or went to Cortez to schools over here. That's when you learn how to speak Spanish. Spanish is not your language needed. That's why Christopher Columbus brought five interpreters with him. And they all spoke Semitic called Hebrew to speak to your forefathers and mother in your tongue. You was same tongue we got today, English, it was whooped into us. Same time you got Spanish was whooped into you. Yeah? That's how you got it. By manipulation. I'm not still telling me. See, that's no less. Now, look what it says. But y'all say, he told Isaiah. Is Isaiah, this what I'm going to do for the children of Israel. 18 verse 4. Hey, yo, what is saying Isaiah 18 verse 4? What is he going to do? In the book of Isaiah, the 18, reading verse number 4, it says, For so the Yahweh said unto me, I will take my rest, and I will consider in my dwelling place like a clear heat upon herbs, and like a cloud of dew and heat of harvest. It's a, it's going to take my rest. It's going to take my rest. I'm just going to watch. I'm going to watch you talk to the children. I'm just going to go back and just sit down on the right hand of my father. I'm just going to make the the crowd and just sit there and look at y'all. I'm going to watch y'all. I'm always having a warner, a spirit in every generation. I'm just going to watch you. And what's the reason he's watching you? Hosea 5, 15. Let me show you why he, what he's watching you. He said, I'm just going to watch you. I'm going to watch you on this called Christians or Jehovah Witnesses. And I'm just going to watch y'all. And I'm going to say something. I'm just going to watch y'all and see what you take heed to the message. You're the one called Christians, Islamic Judaism, and Jehovah Witnesses and all that stuff. I'm going to watch y'all. Hosea 515. Let's see what he's saying. Hey, what are you saying, Hosea 515? And the book of Hosea, chapter 5, reading verse 15, says, I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offenses, offense and seek my face and their affliction. They will seek me early. He said, I'm going to go to my place until you acknowledge your offense and your affliction. You're going to start seeking me early. He's going to go watch you. I'm going to send all the nations to beat you out. Hold that point out. I know you got a mark already in Corinthians. You know we're talking about 2 Corinthians chapter 16 through 18. You know that already. But I want to precept why you say I'm going to watch you. I'm just going to watch you until you acknowledge your thing. Your transgression. I'm going to watch you. Now, guess what? That precept was just taken away from me right there. 
Right there now, we were going somewhere else. Read that verse again. But now it, it was taken away from me. So now I got to hear okay, again. We'll get... Prayerfully, the righteous spirit gave it to me again. Let's read that verse again, Hosea 5 15. Now, the precept to that. Okay. But guess what? Yahweh can blank your head whenever he hear it. Now, I was ready to go get a precept to it, but he's taken away from me. So I gotta watch my Okay. Again, Hosea chapter five, verse fifteen says, I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face and their affliction. They will seek me early. Now who now now who today? See the part of it is he says Somebody, no. You know somebody. Yeah, okay. Well, who are you talking about? You talking about somebody? Oh, uh, you know, you can go to the police station there. You know, uh, see my 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 wallet took a knife and cut my pocket off of my wallet. He said they did. Yeah. yeah, I see your wallet and and the pocket's been cut. I do see that. But you got, to give me, you got to give me more than just today. Because they can be anybody. I mean, you see how many people out in this world? So I need more information than today. Who are the people he talking about? Who today he wants to seek his faith and acknowledge their offense against me? Who is today? This where you precept your Bible is. Let's go to 2nd uh, Chronicles 7. 2nd Chronicles, chapter 14, reading 14 and 15. 14 says, Chapter 7. And they... Chapter 7. Chapter 7. Chapter 7. 2nd Chronicles. 14 Chapter. Mm-hmm. Chapter 7, verse 14, and verse number 15. And 16. 14 says... 14 out of and Fourteen on the We got prayer time. Second Chronicles seven or fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. Take your time, Neil. We got we got a, we got a, another hour and a half to go. Take your time and edify these national from make sure we get our blessing. Fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen are the second chapter of Second Chronicles come up. Fourteen says, If my people, which they are called by my name, shall humble themselves 
and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear, then I will hear from heaven and I and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. 15. Now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attempt attend unto the prayers that is made in this place. 16. For I have chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my mind shall be there perpetually. Mm-hmm. Verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, he was called by his name. Who was that in um, number 622? What people what, what, what called by his name? That's fine. So we told you it's called by his name. Hey, is, is, is his name Christian? Is his name Judaism? Is his name is, uh, Islam? No. He's talking about the name. What name? Let's go to and preach up your Bible in 622 and Numbers and see what name he's talking about. Numbers 622. Book of Numbers, chapter 6, verse number 22 says, And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Saying what in 27? And 27. 27 says, And they shall put my name upon the family of Israel, and I will bless them. And put my name on the on the family of Israel, and I will bless them. See that? Yeah, important that name is. So people he's talking about is called by his name is Israel. And he told Pharaoh in Exodus chapter four, twenty one and twenty two something. See, we're not just gonna stop right there. You can get us another hit on that. We're going to Exodus chapter 4, you know, and we're going to look at verse 21 and 22. Let's see if we get a little bit more on that. Exodus 4, 21 and 22. This is a real good national audience. Exodus 4, 21 and 22 says what? Exodus chapter 4, verses 21 and 22. 21 says, And the Yahweh said unto Moses, When thou goest and return to Egypt, into Egypt, see that thou doest all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thine hands, but I will hearken his mind, that he shall not let the people go. 22. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Yahweh of Israel, Yahweh Israel is my son, even my firstborn. You say, you say in 22, and thou, and thus says, and, and thou say unto Pharaoh, thus says Yahweh of Israel, is my son, even my firstborn. So you see that? So you see who you are as a nation? As a nation, you are his firstborn son, Israel. 
you go tell that big Pharaoh, big Hamite, let my Israelites go because they is my firstborn of a nation. So the first nation he chosen was the children of Israel. The children of Israel see right. Now, we're going to precept that to Amos 3, 1 and 2. See, we're not going to stop right there. We're going to precept that a little bit. See, when you precept your Bible, and you keep precepting that Bible until you catch it. He said, you go tell that Pharaoh, the sons of Ham, the ones that got the Dead Sea Scrolls, and I mean, got, I mean, got the, that book called the Book of the Day and all that, all that uh, uh, Egyptian etymology stuff. You go tell them, the big house man, let my son go for him to serve me. My son's name is Israel. I put that name on Israel. I didn't put the name Christmas on I didn't put the name Judaism on it. I didn't put the name Islam on it. I put the name of Israel on it. Let my son go, or he can serve me. Yeah. Now we're going to Amos and get a precept on that and see what the seer said about that in the third chapter, verse 1 and 2. We're going to Amos chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, Elder. The seer says, Amos 3, verse 1 and 2. In the book of Amos, chapter 3, reading verses 1 and verse number 2, what it says. Hear this word that the Yahweh has spoken against you, O family of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, Two, only you I have known of all the families on earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities, sins. Read that again. Take a time read that again for the last part. Take a time. Look at that real chest. Dignitary man in heaven speaking to anger. And look what he says in verse number number two. Three verse two. Take your time, El. Verse number two says, You only have I known of all the families on earth of earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your sins. Uh, who, who is he talking about in verse 1? Read verse 1. Who is he saying? You only have I known out of all of the 18 nations on the family of the earth. You only. Who is he talking to according to verse 1 again, Ill? The family of Israel. I'll read that no, verse. Read. Yeah, read. I'll read the verse. One says, hear this word that the Yahweh has spoken against you. O family of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying. He's speaking to the whole nation family of Israel. Now, how you get Christian out of that? How you get Islam out of that? How you get Judaism out of that? He said, you speak unto Whole family of the children of Israel. Now, what is the whole? We're going to find out what the whole is. What is the whole family of Israel? Let's find out. Let's go to 
29, 28 of Genesis. What is the whole family of the nation of Israel? What does that mean, the whole? The whole family. They stand up according to the Bible. What's that mean by the whole family of the nation of Israel? Precept that to Genesis 49, 28. Let's find out what is the whole family of Israel mean that we can read. 49, 28. What is that up? In the book of Genesis, chapter 49, reading verse number 28 says, All these are the 12 tribes of Israel. And this is that their fathers spanked unto them and blessed them. Everyone according to his blessing, he blessed them. All the twelve tribes of Israel. So the whole twelve tribes of Israel, once upon a time ago, was up on the blessing. Once upon a time ago, you don't want to bless. See that thing, right? I mean, all the whole 12 tribes of Israel was up on the blessing. You, you, got, you think you got the blessing right now? No. But he told Isaiah what will happen to the whole 12 tribes of Israel. This is what he going to happen to them in 65, 15 of Isaiah. He looked Isaiah eyeball to eyeball. And said something to Isaiah in 65, verse 15. That's what he said. And that's why when you see those theory on the book somewhere, they said, they said, Mr. Phil, why are you always crying when you, uh, you know, I, I got two handkerchiefs. I'm always, <laughs> every time I look at the son of Israel, I start crying. Huh? I start crying. I get to run, I got two handkerchiefs to wipe my eyes. Every time I look at the children of Israel, I start crying. Can't hold it back. Till the bus, bus driver pulled. Oh, Phil, why are you crying? You know, by looking at you and the children on this bus, the children of Israel, you just bring tears to those Phil's eyes. All right, that's enough dramatic. Let's see where we are now. Where we are now, Adam? He said, Isaiah 65, uh, 15, I believe. Yes, sir. What it says, 65, 15. 15 says, And ye shall leave your name for a curse until my children. For the Yahweh shall slay thee and call, call his servants by another name. He said, You're going to leave your name and you're going you to grab a curse name. My chosen. He said, my chosen going to do that. He said, one that he's chosen, they're going to leave their name for a curse name. Now, you see that? He said, my, the one he chose, you're going to leave your biblical name, and you're going to grab a curse name. He said, the one going to do that, Isaiah, is the one I chose. Now, who did he chose? Let's find out in the 41st chapter of Isaiah. 8 through 10. See, the Bible will keep precepts in the Bible. If the preacher you pay your tithes, free will offer, and donation on two, and you don't preach up your Bible, that's discredit according to the Bible, and you spend your money for that was not bread, according to Isaiah 55, 1, 2, and 3. 
if the if the preacher, the teacher stand before you, don't let the Bible speak about where he's going, where he's been, it's time to leave that place. Huh? The Bible would tell the story. Why you don't know how to help these people come out of the situation they're in? Why? Because your father, you left your name for a curse. And you don't pick up a curse name. What are we going to read, El? You said Isaiah 41. I didn't hear the verse. 8 through 10. Isaiah 41, 8, 9, and 10. Let's see what name you left for a curse name. We're going to Isaiah 41, verse 8, 9, and 10. Let's see what we left, El. Isaiah 41, reading 8 to verse number 10. 8 says, But thou Israel, I put my servant. Israel, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. 9. Though thou, though whom I have taken from the ends of the earth, and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant. I have chosen thee, and not cast thee away. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy Yahweh. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. A reverse of 41, verse 8 again, you're the man told out of there? Now you see, listen, do you see who told the one here? Uh, all you do read Isaiah 41, verse 8. This is what he told Isaiah who, who the one he chose. 41, verse 8. Listen to this. Here's your hand. 41, verse 8. Let's even get a Christian out of this. 41, verse 8. Verse number 8 says, But thou Israel art my servant, Israel whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham my friend. You see that? You see what you say? Read uh, 44 verse 1. Here. 44 verse 1. See, you know, see, you can, look, see, listen, let me explain something to you. If you learn this Bible and invite your preacher over and sit him down and put some book on him, but what you got to do now, listen, you put some book on him, make sure you put Lucky at the door where he can't leave. Let him get in. Sit down, give him some nice herbal tea, and preach on for the book on you. You been taking my money, my kinfolk's money, my auntie's money. You been taking all this money, and you ain't <laughs> told nobody that we on the wrong day. So I'm gonna put the book on you, but I'm gonna put Lucky at the door where you can't leave. And I ain't gonna give you no room. I'm gonna put the book on you. You got too much of our money. Now, you have to come clean to this lesson we put on you. 44 verse 1. Isaiah 44 verse number 1 says, Yet now hear, O Israel, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. Now, look at that. Who we chose? Israel, who we chose? Israel, he have chosen. Look what he says in verse 21 and 22. Look at the man saying. 
are we saying? This is what the man's saying. And tell me, can you get a Christian or Islam out of this? 21, 22. Verse number 21 and 22. Verse number 21 and 22. 21 says, Remember these, O Israel. Israel, while thou art my servant, I have formed thee, thou art my servant. O Israel, thou shalt not be forgotten of me. 22. I have brought it out as a thick cloud by transgression, and as a cloud by sins, return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. He said, I got the power to take away your sin. He said, listen, you tell the children of Israel, who I told you, I got the power to take away your sin. Now we're going to preach up there and see who, now who said this. Now look what he said. Now, this is a big man talking to Isaiah. He said, you tell him, Isaiah, the fear, I've got the power to take away your sin. Now, who is this big man telling Isaiah this is going to be seen? You know what we're going to do? We're going to catch up into Matthew chapter 9 and find out who is this big man saying, that he got the power to take away your sin. Who this big man doing all this big, tall talking? Precept your Bible. Matthew chapter 9, 1, 2, and 3. Let's find out who this big man saying, I got the power to take away your sin. You see the man saying? I'm going to precept that again in the book of Hebrews chapter Seven, verse twelve. After we get through this, then we're gonna precept that again. I ain't through with that. This is a big man that's in the cloud telling Isaiah, "I got the power in 700 BC to forgive your sins." Who is making all these strong statements? Precept your Bible, Matthew nine, one, two, and three. What is hell? In the book of Matthew, chapter 9, reading verses 1 to verse number 3, one says, And he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city, too. And behold, they brought him a man, sick of palsy, lying on a bed. And Yahweh the son, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Three. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. Uh, read another verse. Verse number four. And Yahweh the Son, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your minds? Five. So whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or say, Arise and walk? Six. 
6, but, ye, but that he may know that the Son of Man had power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the sick of the posse, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. I guess I'll be here. So you see who was talking to Isaiah about here? The one that had the power to forgive sins. This man right here got the power to forgive your sins. But you got to stop sinning against him. He got the power to forgive your sins. Oh, I've been a I've been in the Christian church for 40, 50 years. I've been Lord God and Jesus for 50 years, but he just told you. He got the power to forgive sins. He told you he told you in um Isaiah 65, 15, you're gonna leave your name for a curse name. Really? He told you that. But he also said, I got the power to forgive sins. So what that really mean he's saying? What does it really mean? We're going to we're going to the book of Psalms 95, you know. What is he really saying then? So what is he saying to you? Yeah, you. You. What is he saying to you? Well, he's going to preach up your Bible to 95. Oh, Psalms. Let's find out what, what is he saying to you. Psalms 95. Let's see what he's saying to you. Speak of verse 7. We'll read down the verse number 11. So what is he really saying to you? He said he's got the power to forgive sins. Huh? But what is he really saying? We're going to preach up the Bible to 95, verse 7, down to verse 11. Psalm 95, verse number 11. No, 95, verse 7 to 11. 7, 7 down to 11. I got it. Yes, sir. Psalm 95. Reading verses 7 to verse number 11. Verse 7 says, For he is our Yahweh, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his people. Today, if you will hear his voice. Eight, harden not your minds, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, provoked me, and sought my work. Ten, forty years long, I was grieved thus with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their mind, and they have not known my ways. 11. Unto whom I swear and the wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Mm-hmm. Read verse uh, 7. What do you say again in verse 7? What do you say in verse 7 again, Hill? Verse 7. 7. 7 says, For he is our Yahweh. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if we will hear his voice. When? Today. He's telling you today. Today. Uh, I've been a Christian for 50, 60 years. My mama been Christian gone. I, I know. But he's telling you when? Today. Today. Today, when you hear his voice, verse 8. Hard not your head. Good day. Oh, I've been a Christian so long. 
I'm just, I've been, that's religion. I've been a Muslim, that's religion. You tell the children of the book, the bloodline is right. Today, today. Now look at the Latter-day Saints. Now, still, you got the precept there on the right side of the book. Why don't you precept on the right side of the book? <laughs> well, I precept you. Um, let's go to book of Hebrews. We go to Hebrews on the right side of the book for the Latter-day Saints. They want to precept on that. Okay. We go on to the third chapter of Hebrews. And we'll look at verse number seven. We're going to Hebrews chapter three, and we'll pick it up at verse number seven and eight. Let's see can we precept that verse. Hebrews chapter three, verse seven and eight. What's that? Okay, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter three, verse number seven. I think you threw eight in there also. Seven says, wherefore, as the righteous spirit saith today, if we will hear his voice. Eight, harden not your minds as in the provocation and the day of temptation and the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Number seven, wherefore, as the righteous spirit saith today, Today, if ye will hear his voice, hard not to hear. Take your precept. Verse 13. Verse number 13 says, But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, least any of you be hard through the deceitfulness of sin. When? Today. Verse 15. 15 says, while it is said today, if you hear his voice, harden not your minds as in the provocation. Hmm? He says, while it's today. While it's today. 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 If thou will hear his voice, pardon not the end today. Oh, I've been I've been a Christian gone and a Christian gone for I've been keeping the wrong day for over fifty, sixty years. Okay. I'm saying that. For your first job, uh working as an intern with yes. Will Smith. Yes. You say yes. to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yes. off. Yes. Which, may yes. I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yes. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yes. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here. But well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. So you've been you have been you've been taught wrong. So is you gonna continue? You you clear you you know what's written in um St. John nine forty one. Do you know what you got 
he got a statement. He told John, you know, beloved. He said, John, put this in the Bible for me. Just leave it there. I ain't too many people going to read it. Unless they got a spirit of Yahweh. <clears throat> and 9, 25 and 41, elders. What it says in St. John chapter 9, verse 25 and 41. What do we say that we can read? St. John chapter 9, verse 25 and 41. What is that? St. John, chapter 9, reading verses 25 and verse number 41. 25 says, he answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Verse number 41. He said, what, what, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me get in there on that one. He said, now, whether the sixth anointed camp was brought up to his light of sin or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. I see that I've been donating contributions, paying tithes, free will offering to a Sunday ministry, and I ain't supposed to be knowing that. I was blind, but now I see. Like Oprah said, big billionaire, dignitary, I was going to the church on the right day all my life. I'm a billionaire. But I was blind, but now I see. The, the day before the worship is sundown Friday and sundown Saturday. I'm going to be worshiping on the first day of the week. I was blind, but now I see. But look what he got written in verse number 41 behind that, Elder. Now, bring it on, Elder 41. 41 says, Yahweh the Son said unto them, If you were blind, ye should have no sin. But you say, we see. Therefore, your sins remain. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Once you know that you go on to worship on the wrong day, call on the wrong name. Oh, I know it. You'll do it anyway. But guess what? That's when the clock starts ticking on you because you say you know. Huh? You say you know. Guess what? When the clock starts ticking. It's precept in Numbers 30, verse 1 and 2, Elder. The precept that, listen, once you say, oh, I know I've been going to Worship on the wrong day. You know it, huh? He said, guess what? That's when the clock starts ticking. Because when you say it, you know. You verbally say it, you know, right? You got written in Numbers 30, verse 1 and 2. Hey, what do you got written in Numbers 30, verse 1 and 2? Book of Numbers, chapter 30, reading verse 1 and verse number 2. One says, And Moses thanked unto the heads, of the tribes concerning the family of Israel, saying, thing which the Yahweh had commanded. Two, if a man vow a vow unto the Yahweh, or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do accordingly to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. Mm. So you say you know? He said, you know, Berman said, you know, I know that I've been going to worship at the Catholic Church and the Jehovah Witness Church and all these stuff, wrong names, wrong everything. I know. 
He said, guess what? If you come out your mouth, he's going to hold your camera for up 100 trillion million years. Let me get a precept on that in Deuteronomy 23. You get a precept on that, Deuteronomy 23, verse 21 down to verse 23. You get a precept on that. Let's go to Deuteronomy 23. And we're going to verse 21 down to verse 23. You get a precept. Let's see. What's the precept of your Bible? Once you know that you participating on the wrong day, you know it. Guess what? That's when your sin remains. That's when the clock starts ticking. Deuteronomy 23, verse 21 down to verse 23. What does it say? Deuteronomy 23, 21, 22, and 23. Deuteronomy chapter 23, reading verses 21 to verse number 23. 21 says, When thou shalt vow unto the Yahweh of the Yahweh, thou shalt not slack, for the Yahweh of the Yahweh will surely require it of thee, and it will be a sin in thee. 22. But if thou shalt forbear to vow, it shall be no sin in thee. 23. That which is born out of thy lips, thou shalt keep it and perform, even a free will offering according as thou hast vowed unto the Yahweh, the Yahweh, which thou hast promised with thy mouth. Ain't that plain? Ain't that plain? That's plain, but that's plain. If it come out your mouth, oh, I know, I know. Hey, it's okay, you know. He said, well, you know, what happened to that free will offering? You, you, hit, you hit the box over there in one of them six camps. You hit the box, hit the box. Yeah, you hit that, or hit that PayPal. You hit that PayPal real good. Say, okay. And you stop sending, good. That's good. Real nice. If it come out your mouth, don't do it no more. Stop it. And you know what sin is? Do you know what the biblical definition of sin is? And First John on the right side of the book, chapter 3, 3 and 4, do you know what the Bible definition of sin is? What do the Bible say sin is? Not what your preacher says sin is. What do the Bible say the biblical definition of sin is? We're going to find out. First John on the right side of the book, chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. Let's see what the Bible says sin is. First John, chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. What is that? In the book of First John, chapter 3, reading verses 3 and verse number 4, it says, And every man that has this hope in him purify himself even as he is pure. For whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Sin, smoking and drinking is bad for your health. But sin is breaking the law, statutes, and the commandments. That's what sin is. Sin is when you break the law, statutes, and the commandments. That is the Bible definition of sin. So now are you clear? So are you looking in the mirror 
and see if you sin. Sin is when you break Yahweh's laws, statutes, and commands. And, and what what is some of his laws? You Leviticus twenty three, verse one, two, and three. Let's find out about his laws. And you tell me, look in the mirror. Go get a mirror and just put it next to you. And then look at the mirror while we read Leviticus twenty three, verse one, two, and three. Hey, look, what is that in Leviticus chapter twenty three, verse one, two, and three? Okay, was that Leviticus? Yes, sir. Leviticus twenty-three, okay. verse one, two, and three. What what that say? Leviticus chapter twenty-three, reading verses one to verse number three. One says, "And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Two, speak unto the family of Israel, and say unto them concerning the feast." of the Yahweh, which you shall proclaim to be a righteous invocation. Even these are my feasts. Three, six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, a righteous convocation. If you do no work therein, it is the Sabbath of Yahweh and all your dwellings. So you got six days to take care of all your business. Take care of all your business in six days, but on the Sabbath day, seven, number seven, it's the Sabbath. That's when the Sabbath day is. Don't let your slick pastor tell you, well, my Sabbath is being slick. He's being slick. So you got to catch him being slick. That's why you got to bite him over to the house and put some book on him, but put Lucky at the front door. And now Lucky, you make sure he don't get out of here. I'm going to put some book on him. He's going to, I'm going to put this book on my preacher. Because we've been paying him too much money, and we're doing the wrong day. It's just like somebody going, driving the car down the wrong way of the street and see the sign say the wrong way, and he don't stop. He said, and the police got to right there next to He said, you know, the reason I'm getting you a ticket, and not that you turn it down the wrong way street. It's when you acknowledge that you were on the wrong way, see, you didn't back up and get out the way. I'm going to give you a double ticket because you could have just backed up and I would let you slide. But you know you continue down that street and it was a one-way street. I'm going to not only give you a ticket, I might take it to my house and put luck in them. and bite you right where you sit down in, in that car head. You see? Because you, once you found you're doing wrong, you got to correct it. I don't care if your pastor is your auntie, your pastor is your granddad. Once you find out it's wrong, you correct it. St. John 5, 14. We're going to see what Yahweh said behind that. Yahweh said in St. John 5, 14. What did he say earlier in St. John 5, 14? What did the Almighty say in St. John 5, 14? In the book of St. John, chapter 5, looking at verse number 14. 14 says, Afterwards, Yahweh the Son findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, sins no more, least worst thing come unto thee. Least the worst thing come unto thee. I got nothing. Yahweh found the man in the temple. He said, he looked at my ball and that ball. He said, now, 
sin no more. Unless the worst thing come upon you. Don't sin no more. But he stopped him in the temple. No. It looks an eyeball to eyeball say, Sin no more, my man. Unless the worst thing come upon you. A lot of times we wonder why we get the itchy picking, come always jump off. Because you say you know. St. John. Uh, 941. Because you said you know. Oh, I know I'm 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 keeping I'm breaking the Sabbath day. I know I'm doing the wrong thing. See, once you confess the mouth saying you know it, St. John 941 will say it. St. John chapter 9, verse 41. 41 says, Yahweh the Son said unto them, If you were blind, you should say, you would have no sin. But now you say, we see. Therefore, your sins remain. Yeah. You see that? All I know, but, but my, my uncle, he's the pastor over Good, good Rockin' Church. Okay. Oh, my dad is the pastor at Good Rockin' uh, Bureau. So what? You know that the Sabbath day is not Sunday morning. Right. You know well, your first job uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off, yeah. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you mm. corrected me. and You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. Okay. Oprah says she knows. Big billionaire. She said, I know. You corrected me. I don't know what Oprah doing. But somebody do know. Tell me what Oprah doing. Is Oprah keeping she says she knows? She says she knows. You corrected me. Sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, she says she knows. Huh? Leviticus twenty four L verse one and eight. Leviticus 24, verse 1 and 8. Let's see the saying in Leviticus 24, verse 1 and verse 8. Okay, in the book of uh, Leviticus, chapter 24, 24 verse, verse 1, 1 and verse number 8. Leviticus 24. Verse number one says, And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Verse number eight, Every Sabbath shall shall set in shall set it in order before the Yahweh continually being taken from the family of Israel by an everlasting covenant. See, the other nations don't have to keep the Sabbath day. Benny Hinn and George Miles, they wasn't given the Sabbath day. They just sent one given the Sabbath day. So they ain't got you the Sabbath day. But according to verse 8, who folks keep the Sabbath day? Every Sabbath. Read verse 8 again. See, he wasn't given to bid in the Christians. 
or George Miles, um, what he called his name, um, that old preacher, little talk about his father going on a fishing trip out there in, uh, way in Georgia. Georgia. He, he, <laughs> yeah, he loved to look up in the air and wipe his eyes about how he and his father were on a fishing trip. They ain't got to keep the seven days. What? They weren't getting the seven days. But guess what? Look who was giving to it in verse 8. Read it again, verse 8. 24 verse 8. Verse 8 says, 8 says, Every Sabbath we shall set it in order before the Yahweh continually, being taken from the family of Israel by everlasting covenant. See, once you find out you are bloodline Israel descent, that was given to you. It wasn't given to the other nations. But if they're going to get to where you got to get to, they're going to have to keep it. That's why you're going to be a role model to show the way to go. Now, look at the WCC. Please tweet that, that. Give me Psalms 140, 19 and 20. Let's see what's given to one specific people. 147. 
He told you not. He told you not to do it. He didn't tell the nation. He didn't tell them about keep the Sabbath day. He told the children of Israel keep the Sabbath day. But but by your good works, they're gonna say, why are you keeping sundown Friday, sundown Saturday? You gonna say, well, that's the blessed day. They say, oh, well, let me keep that too. I want a blessing. See, that's what y'all locked it up. But you lead the way. But you bother them. You can't bother them. They got to follow you. Where is that? Numbers chapter 15. Well, write it down, National Order. Chapter 15, verse 15, 16, and 29. When you follow other nations, start doing what they're doing, you're upon the curse. Numbers chapter 15, verse 15, 16, and 29. You can't do it. They got to follow you. Look what it says in the chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. Hey, what does it say? Leviticus chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. In the book of Leviticus, chapter 11, reading verse number 1 and 2, it says, verse number 1, And Yahweh spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying unto them, Two, speak unto the family of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which you shall eat among all the beasts that are on the earth. Whole other man spoke to Moses and Aaron, the children of Israel. These the beasts that you eat, and these the beasts that you don't eat. Now, who is he speaking to? The family of Israel. Who did the Muslim man say he was speaking to? They were them. They, they, they read out their Quran. You are a liar from the pits of hell, Mr. Islamic man. You got this from right here that was given to the children of Israel. You stole that verse and put it in your Quran, and now you taking credit for it about what to eat and what not to eat. Came to a cost you a lot. But the book, verse 7. Verse number 7. Verse 7. 7 says, And the swine, so he divides the hoof, and the clever foot that he cheweth not cut, he is unclean to you. He said, pig. You know, that one ox pig. 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 That's what he's saying. I'm swine. It's a pig. He said, pig. You don't eat it, and you don't touch the pig. That pig is unclean to you. So when your preacher, when you, when your preacher say, well, I'm going to pray on this big old hog and this ham on this pagan day, your preacher it's wrong. You can't pray with a pig, Mr. Preacher, and make it clean. You can't do that, Mr. Preacher. See, now you wait on a preacher to, to hand over the, over the hall, and he's going to mumble a prayer and then tell him, bring me the first lady, the first uh, pig, bring up to them kittens and them pig ears over in the corner over here. You can cut the pastor. And then the first mother, first lady, first. And what, what, what part do you want? I want the guts in there, in his ears. Guts in ears. That's your preacher. He wants the kidlin and he wants the ears of the kids. And you're going to bring his place first after he have prayed over it. You see what you did? Verse 8. Verse number 8 says, 
and of their flesh shall you not eat, and their carcass shall you not touch. They are unclean to you. You see what the mighty one say? That hog, that pig, matter of fact, you know, moving on, they had three, four locations. They closed them, I think all of them down. You know what they're doing? They still count their money from, from you buying all that hog. They still count their money right now. They said on the days you had the holidays, they had a chuck outside. They, they, they had they had the trucks outside to catch your man outside. You was buying hogs. You couldn't wait to get in to get it. So they wanna put trucks all down the main street. And you you just pull up your car, jump out of your car, get you a slab of ribs and that hog meat and go on over to the park and and smoke and and, and, and put um I'm sure what you're doing. I'm sure the Bible says you do. Now, when you be eating at home on them holidays, I'm going to show that the Bible says you be doing in the Bible. You want know what the Bible says? Look at what they say. Yeah, there. What is the Bible say? Okay, I'm going to show the Bible say about you eating at home on the holidays. I mean, it's bad eating any day, but eating on the holidays. Oh, uh, let's go to Isaiah 65, Ellen. Let's see what Yahweh got on you on the, you know, you out in the park, you eating that hog, you got all that hog on them. Or you call the holiday, call them 4th of July. But you know what Frank doesn't say about that. This ain't, this ain't my day. This is y'all day. This day. On this day, I was praying you'd be my back on this day. Good. That was what Frank Douglas says. You going to invite me to speak on this day right now? It's a uh, uh, pause you be speaking on this day. But I speak, it ain't my day. This is your day. You beat my back on this day. I was holding your horse in the sun. And you beat my back. You told your kids come over and beat me on my back while you was eating it all. And they said, we beat them celebrating that day, no. No. Yeah, we do. Let's see what y'all got to say about that. Let's see what he says about that. Make that 66. We're going to 66. 66. Yeah, let's uh, let's look at uh, verse 15 through 17. Let's get warm up with that first. Let's see what he said now. He's coming back now. He's coming back. Let's see what he says here in Isaiah 65. 65. Verse 15 and 17. Let's look at it. Let's look at that. We're going to precept it again. Look at Isaiah 65. He's telling Isaiah on his return. What are you going to do? Verse 15 on the verse 17. Okay, Isaiah 65, verses 15 to verse number 17. Mm-hmm. 15 says, And you shall leave your name for a curse unto my chosen, for the Yahweh oh, shall Make it, make it 66. 66. Okay, right now what you're saying here. Okay, mm-hmm. 66 now. Mm-hmm. Isaiah, mm-hmm. this is 66 reading verses 15 
Fifteen says, For behold, the Aquel will come with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and rebuke with flames of fire. Sixteen, for by fire and his sword will the Yahweh flee with all the flesh, and the slain of the Yahweh shall be many. Seventeen, they that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in the gardens behind one tree in the mist, eating swine's flesh, and the abomination and the mouse shall be consumed together, saith the Yahweh. Yeah. He said, Yahweh, he said, he tell out there when he comes. He said, he coming like a whirlwind. And he going he to get at the ones that been eating pig and the mouse. He said, oh. if you eating pig, it's just like you eating the mouse. The pig and the mouse is interchangeable. Well, I don't eat no mouth. Well, you should. If you eat the pig, you eat the mouth, too. He said, I'm going to get you as you eat the mouth, whom the devil said, Yahweh. He said, come like a whirlwind. So if your preacher been eating the pig, you might well put the slide of mouth with, with the preacher. Because the mouth and the pig is interchangeable. So I don't feel like getting on the Japanese and Chinese about the mouth eating, so I, I pass for this lesson here. Because you got countries that ain't no rats around, and they go looking for rats. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, it ain't no rats around, but I'll tell you one thing, because they did them them all up. So you go on your computer and find out. Just go on your computer and go, what you do? I ain't going to say nothing about it. Go on your computer and say, where can I get me a good rat sandwich or a cat sandwich or a dog sandwich? Just put on your pills. I need to make a good rat sandwich, cat sandwich, or a dog sandwich. Just put oh, it on your computer and oh. what you computer. That's all you do. I ain't gonna say nothing. I'm gonna leave that alone. Go in your computer, all your computer with and put in where can I get matter of fact, you put in a good rattlesnake sandwich. See, I wanna get me a rattlesnake sandwich. I wanna get me a a dog leg sandwich, a cat leg sandwich, and I want to get me some some rat sandwich. Put it on your computer and see what you come up with. And if you want to call the other man uh, and leave a message for six zero zero five five seven nine, it's up to you. Why don't you find out? You got restaurants right today. All four of them you can get right now. Just put it on your computer and find out what what the closest one to you. Let's go to Isaiah 65, you know. Let's see what Yahweh says in verse number two. Now listen, now listen to this real good. 65 verse two, and he's going to tell you about you and that bad eating, especially you children of Israel. See, remember, the other nations can eat anything they want to eat. He didn't get in the dietary law. He gave it to you. He tell him Isaiah. About you. This is about you, the children of the book. Rudy says in verse 2, and he'll tell you exactly what he's going to do down to verse number 7. Let's enjoy this. Out of 65, verse 2, down to verse 7. Listen good, then we'll comment out the other little bit of knockout blow. 
Isaiah 55, verse 2, down to verse 7. What does it say here? Isaiah 55, let's try 5, verse number 6. 55, 65, 65, 65, 65, 65, 65, 65, 65, 65, 65, 65, 65, 65, 65, 65, 65, 65, 65, 65, a people that provokes me to anger continually to my face, that sanctify in gardens and burneth incense upon altars of brick. Four, which remain among the graves and lodges and the moments and the monuments which eat swine flesh and build of abomination in their gussets. Five, which say, stand by thyself. Come not near me, for I am righteous, more righteous than these are a smoke in my nose, a fire that burneth all day. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silent, but I will recompense, even recompense until their blossom. Seven. Your infancy, sins, and the sins of your fathers together, saith the Yahweh, which have burned incense upon the mountains and blasphemed me upon the hills. Therefore, I will measure their former work unto their boss. Mm. What are what, what you saying, verse 4? That's why you, 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 you get a good shot, What are you saying, verse 4? Which remain among the graves and lodge in the monuments which eat swine flesh and both of and the broth of abominable things is in their vessel. <laughs> you see, you see, you say, you see, let me read verse 4. Which remain among the graves. He said, you remain among the grave and lodges in monuments. That means big, big church. You in the very big old church. Which eat pig flesh. You eat that pig flesh and the broth and abomination things in your belly. What do you mean by the broth? Oh, well, you know, um, no, I don't eat hogs no more. Uh, what's some ham hops and uh, neck bones in there for all? Oh, they just want to season the green. We don't eat that. We just take, we just put them in there to stick the um, salt meat and, and the hog maw and the neck bone. No, we just use that to season the green. No, we don't eat it. We take that out. He said, you ain't nothing but a smoke in my nose. That's what you eat. You can't put no hog in, the, no hog meat in the greens to season it because you're eating the broth of it. So you might well eat the meat of it too. What kind of people did he call you in verse two, Elder? Elder, what kind of people did he call them? Verse number two. Two says, I have spread out my hands all the day unto a rebellious people which walketh in a way that was not good after their own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And what is he going to do about it in verse six? Success. 
Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silent, but I will recompense, even recompense unto their apostles. Until they book. You know how you, know, you got the grandbaby over, maybe about two, three years old, terrible too, and you snatch him by his, by his book and pull him up. That's how y'all thought they would do you. You see, they will snatch you in your book. You that been eating that hog and on, and fetching on days, on pagan days, over the park, you said, ain't nothing but a smoke in my nose. He said, you ain't nothing but a smoke in my nose. You are innocent to me. I'm way up in the third heaven. And you down there at the top, burning all that hog up, and that smoke is coming in my nose. That's what he just say. You are smoking my nose. You got all that hog coming in my nose. He said, I'm going to pay you back for eating hog. Yeah. You preaching know that? Pay you back for smoking all that hog on them holidays. All them roasted pig ear sandwiches. And pig tail sandwiches. Chitlins all on the grill. I'm smoking the chitlins. Ain't that? Chitlins feet. You ain't got the eyeballs on the grill. I mean, you don't leave nothing on, it, on that hog. You, you smoke everything on that hog. You just have to smoke in my nose. But that's enough of that, yo. I won't take that something on the run, yo. We'll get it, to, we'll get it tomorrow. 12 o'clock to, uh, I'm going to take a second, Andrew, 2.18. So, what are we trying to tell you, national audience? What are we trying to tell you? We're trying to tell you, take a look, look at this book again. Let's look at this book and let's analyze the pastors and see what's going on. Do you know, now give me, um, give me Surat first. Give me Surat. Give me Surat chapter 12 verse 427 first. Give me Surat. Yeah, 427. I think I, I, I think I understand that first before we kind of start wrapping this thing up. Surat, uh, uh, chapter 12. I think I need a uh, quarter verse 7. Let me see. Surat chapter 12. Give me a, give me a lot, 12, verse 3 down and verse 7. What is that, the lot, 12, 3 down and verse 7? Hey, what is that, the lot, 12, 3 down and verse 7? What does it say? Shalom, chapter 12, reading verses 3 to verse number 7. We said, there can be no good come to him that is always occupied in evil. Or to him that giveth no arms. Four. Hold on. Let me not no arms. It's one that give no money. He said, it'll come no good to you that give no money. He said, he, he, unless, for that point, unless you are a seven verse four Hebrew, now, now unless you seven verse four, wait, come on, come back in a minute. Unless you seven verse four in Hebrew. Now, are you a seven verse four in Hebrew? Let's see what it says in Hebrews 7, verse 4. We'll come back here in a minute. Let's go back to, let's see if you, uh, are you greater than 7, verse 4 of Hebrews? He says, it don't come no good to you, you don't give no money. Let's see what he says in 7, verse 4 of Hebrews. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse number 4. Paul says, 
Now consider how great this man was, unto whom even the partridge Abraham gave the tenth of the soils. He said, in two verse, uh, four verse seven, he said, now consider how great this man is, was, and to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the soil. Is you greater than Abraham? Abraham gave a tenth. So you greater than Abraham? Do you give a tenth? Uh, do you do you do that? Well, they're gonna tell you how to reach the PayPal and, and find who found is your tenth is in the PayPal. Read verse two. Give me two lines in verse two. Two lines in verse two. Two of uh, Hebrews. Seven two. Give me two. Seven lines. two. Two says, To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. First being by that, that's 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 that. good. Good. He gave a tenth part of all. Abraham gave a tenth part of all. Do you do that? Do you do when you get your paycheck? Do you give a a tenth part of all? Or do you just do it the way you want to do it? Well, you got a statement written when you give a tenth part of all. You got a statement written in verse number seven. Something you got written in verse seven. Seven verse seven. Okay, seven verse seven. Seven says, and without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. You see that? He said, less is blessed of the better. See, the one that gives his 10% of all, you got a blessing. Then the, then the better, the less. The less. That's why Yahweh operates with the less. So do you, when you get your paycheck, do you do you take your 10 percent out and make sure the men's together? If it did, the other gonna find out. Cause we gonna look in the PayPal and see. He's gonna tell you how to reach the PayPal and scroll the statement. So listen, you're blessed when you give your 10 percent to a minister that have taught you something. Not the one that have fleeced you and told you nothing, told you you going up up in the way. No, you're blessed when you now come back to your Sarah again. Now watch this now. Now we read twelve chapters, we read verse four. Now we're reading verse five now. Five down to verse seven. He said in verse four it says, You read three. There can no okay, verse good come of them that occupy the evil, nor of him that give no money. Verse four down to verse seven. Listen to this, four down to verse seven. Four says, Give to the young quality man. And help not a sinner. Five, do well unto him that is lowly. Give not to the unyakwam. Hold back not, hold back thy bread, and give it not to unto him. Least he overmaster thee thereby, or else thou shalt receive twice as much evil for all the good thou shalt have done unto him. Six, for the most high hate of sinners. And will repay vengeance unto the unyakwali, and keep of them against the mighty day of their punishment. Seven, give unto the good, and help not the sinner. He said, "Help not a sinner." Tell you don't do it. He said, "You get." He said, "When you help a sinner, you know better. You get twice as much a problem behind it. 
So he must have got the cabin turned in bed. So he came up with they came up with something. How about let's create something called purgatory? It's okay. What's that do? He said, tell them that your parent that died is stuck between heaven and earth. So if they can pay their way, called condolences, and pay their way, you can get them all the way up in heaven. Now you catch them at the funeral and say, look here, if you get your money right and pay right, <coughs> you can get your parents all the way up. <coughs> all my parents will go all the way up. Well, hit that box in. Let them big dickens hold you upside down and shake your ankle and fall in that pot. He's got the greatest buck raiser he ever come up with. Pope Gregory. Yeah, that will get you that. That's why you got. Now look up Pope Gregory, what he did for you. He didn't want to invent your parents' halfway from heaven. So now you want to get, oh, you can buy your way in, so paying, paying your way into heaven. Listen. No. No, see, right. Did you know what Yahweh's son said in 19, chapter 16 and 17? Did you know what he said? Hey, you know, what he said in the 19th chapter, verse 16 and 17. That purgatory that your parents <clears throat> halfway up to heaven, and you go in and pay to get them up the rest of the way, that's a lie from the pits of hell. That's a fundraiser for those big wigs, and they keep it going how much who that's in the Catholic Church right now have paid for their parents to get all the way up a little higher of your little one? That was Pope Gregory invention. He invented that. And you can ain't you? Right? But what did Yaquan the Son say in the 19th chapter, verse 16 and 17, pertaining to your life? What did he say? What book? Which book? Matthew. Matthew chapter 19, 16, and 17. What did the son okay. say? How he did life. In the book of Matthew, chapter 19, reading verses 16 and 17. Verse number 16 says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? 17. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? As none good but one, that is Yahweh. But if thou would enter into life, keep the commandments, store instructions. You see that? Mm-hmm. Pope Gregory told you, you you, you get the pounds in life by uh, putting some more money in, into the pot. He had to spend up all his money and just about bankrupt the Catholic Church. So he had to come up with something. Purgatory. Huh? But Yaquah said, you don't get in life, you got to keep the law, statutes, and commandments. Huh? See, now, who, so who do I write? Pope Gregory right? The Catholic Church right? Um, who right? Who right? You tell me. <clears throat> who right? Purgatory is going to get you and whoever tied them to it. Gonna be thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire. If you gonna keep life and get into life, eternal life, you gotta keep the law, statutes, and commandments. And then we'll precept that the twenty thirty one of Saint John and see what else you gotta keep. Let, let him he's still talking. Saint John twenty thirty one. What we say in twenty thirty one? Purgatory. Well, my auntie is halfway 
teach up the trade halfway. Get that box and bow away up. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Don't you? But let me tell you something else. St. John 20 31 says what in St. John. St. John chapter 20, verse number 31. It says, But these are written that you might believe that Yahweh the Son is the Son of Yahweh, and then believing he might have life through his name. He said, If life comes to his name, his name ain't Lord God, Jesus, and Jehovah. He said, Life in the name. You get eternal life by keeping the law, accepting the commandments, and knowing his name. Life is in his name. What he said in Acts 4 12 about his name, El, Acts 4 verse 12. Listen, national order, over 900,000 strong. Listen, life is in his name. Do you know the chief speaker of the nation of Israel made a claim in <laughs> Acts 4 12? Do you know what he said? Let's find what he said in Acts 4 12. In the book of Acts, chapter 4, looking at verse number 12, says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other than the name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. If there ain't but one name, I'll get you saved. Not no many names, not no three letters, five letters, six, not one name gets you saved. 16, verse number 13 says, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Yahweh. Hey, hey, how many letters is that, is that name in? Four letters. Y-H-W-H. The only name for salvation. Listen, that's no That's the only name for salvation. The four letters. Y-H-W-H. Not Jehovah. Not Lord, God, Jesus, Allah, none of the names. Your name, <laughs> once you do, you continue with your name and, and continue to keep these wicked days besides the Saturday, Sunday, on Friday, and on Saturday, the man going to bind you in the bar. Straight up. So we're going to leave it like that. I am going to tell you how to reach this, this ministry. And you call for comments of 224-600-5579. I'm going to show you how you contribute to this ministry. For what reason? Big piece of land, school, paper hall, radio station. We need our own. We had it once before. We lost it through our witness, but now it's time to get it back. Ain't no nation going to help you. You want to help yourself. Come on, Elder, take your time and 
enlighten the national audience, we catch everybody tomorrow at 2 o'clock on this station. Come on. Once again, the Athlon Blush is here as well. And thank you for allowing me to be able to help speak the words of Yankwa to all the listening members that we have today. And also to be able to donate to this ministry, as the seer was saying. To get there, and at tribeyada.com on the search line, T-R-I-B-E-Y-H-D-H.com. And after clicking on it, just under this big line, you're going to see some choices. Choose ties and offerings. Number one, click donate with PayPal. Step two, click send. And the amount you wish to send, and also there's a message to indicate uh, what you'd like to say as sending the money. And when that's done, may Yahweh bless you. We'll pass our program back to us here, Israel. Say hallelujah, Yahweh. Thank you. 